wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Another week has gone by, and we are recording this on a Saturday night. Takeover has just occurred, but we're going to hold off on recapping that because one of our hosts hasn't seen the whole show yet. But, of course, we do know that there is a new North American champion, so I'll leave it at that. (laughs) All right, since we're kind of in between a week of making our predictions for events and going over the recaps, we usually have like a go-between week, so... We wanted to focus on a topic that's been kind of like pretty um, in our minds the last few weeks. And I know that our resident, Jester Jolie, wanted to bring this up and do a, a show about it. Mainly the toxicity in the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community. So let me ask you this, Jolie, before you, we get into any of the topics. Why did you feel that this was such an important topic to bring up? Because of the fact that it, there's so much negativity and there's a lot of good people that are quitting Twitter, that are quitting social media because of the negative negativity and the toxicity, especially when it comes within certain factions of certain fan bases. Now, it's not everybody. And, you know, I respect I respect AEW fans, WWE fans, New Japan fans, ROH, TNA. You know, everybody's allowed to watch what they want to watch. I the, But the fact that there's this constant attack 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 especially on wwe only fans you know it's not right and it's been really pissing me off because like i see so many people saying taking time off for mental health taking time off for mental health why are y'all being such fucking keyboard warriors i mean hell becky can't even not post for how long and then she's got people asking seth constant shit and people making baby pictures i mean it's just there's just so much disgustingness within this community and it was a community that was actually not as horrible like a year ago it's like there's something that switched that made this just completely go nuclear and i think part of it has to do with certain superstars in a certain company and i'm and I'm not putting down AEW in that aspect, but they need to learn not to be trolls, especially Jericho. I mean, you've been in this company for how fucking long? You've been in this business for how fucking long? People are going to follow your every word, and then they're just going to start attacking because they think you're right. And it's it's not right at all. No, definitely. But let's focus on the fans themselves first, because there, from the way I see it, there's like three stages of fans. You're like a wrestling fan, you're a wrestling stan, which means it's like you're really into one character, or you're really into one wrestler and everything like that. And then there's kind of on the stalkerish phase. And unfortunately, that's where we, um, we see what happened with Sonya Deville and the man who was arrested in her home for for attempting kidnapping charges. Actually, I did think they did charge him with kidnapping. And come to find out that she did have a friend in the house that turned out to be Mandy Rose as well. They were in court this week. He was denied bail. And you can even see in her eyes how much this is like taking a 
toll on Sonia already. And so this thing has just gone from like sideways and it's like, it's like done turn this thing like upside down, like very, very quickly to the fact that they're actually having to, they actually changed the stipulations for Mandy's and Sonia's match for SummerSlam because Sonia's probably taking time off now because of it. So Kayla, let me, let me go to you. What were your, um, what were your thoughts about all this when you found out what happened with Sonia? Well, I thought it was a different change with it because um, at first, even though Sonia probably could have rocked the short hair or even a bald head, I uh, I thought about it and it was just like, I don't know. I don't think I could see Sonia with a bald head, you know, either way, however it was going to go. Um, but I'm kind of glad that they did that Loser Leaves WWE because if you want to be logic, um, rather that she was actually really there. Um, or not, um, Sonya should deserve the time to take off. You know, I don't know if she's still dating. Oh, what's her name? I don't know what her name is. I can't think of the top of my head right now. Okay, well, even at that, you know, I think, honestly, Sonya just should deserve the time away. Maybe, you know, rebuild her character a little bit. So, whatever she decides, I definitely back her up 100%. So, um, unfortunately, the match between her and Mandy... Um, I do love Sonya. I'm glad her and Mandy finally split up. Um, so, but then again, Mandy Rose is growing on me, which I never thought would happen. Uh, but, um, I just support her decision. So I wish her the best until we see her back in the ring again. All right. Jolie? Um, I think number one, if she takes, if she takes time off that she absolutely 100% deserves it. As somebody that has had to go to court for being physically assaulted, I know how draining that can be. It's 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 very heartbreaking to know that this this happened. And the sad thing is that this doesn't just this does this hasn't just happened to her. It's happened to a lot of different stars. We just don't hear about it because they get thwarted before they get this far. I mean, you've got. I will say this about the IWC is that you have a lot of people out there looking out for these creepers and sending like things to Twitter and to FBI and local police. I mean, I think I saw one about Nia Jax and I think they, they said they, uh, they contacted the police about it. I forget where I saw that, but yeah, no, I, I uh, understand, you know, the hair versus hair women love their hair, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that Sonya could have rocked the butch look very, very well. You know, especially since she wanted the the role in Batwoman, and well, Kate Kane has short ass hair, so I'm all for that. Um, this whole situation is um, it's mind boggling and disgusting, and I think her promo was just all the frustrations of everything that has gone on, and you could even see in Mandy is how upset that she is, and. I, I just think that this is this is um, a horrible way for their storyline to play out. I think that this was going to be a great match on the second grandest stage of the, of the year, which is SummerSlam. And, I mean, it's still going to be a fantastic match. They both have a lot to, to offer, but I honestly feel that if this was going to go the way it was going to go previous, I feel that Mandy would have had to lose her hair. I think that Sonya would have gotten the proverbial blonde monkey off her back. 
but but now I feel that Mandy is is going to be the one that beats her, and I I feel that the the ending of the match after like she pins her and like I just have a feeling that they're they're both just going to break down and cry in that ring. Right, because it's like yeah, they've been through so much this past week and everything. And by the way, to the asswipes out there who keep want who want to get both of them in trouble for breaking kayfabe, hello, yes, they're. On TV, sometimes in social media, they're playing characters. They're keeping up storylines. But it's like, outside of the ring, a lot of these people are friends. They hang out all the time. So so what if they were together at their person's house? Mind your business. Keep keep in track with the storylines and let them live their lives. Unfortunately, in this aspect, like, you know, in, in people's minds, it sucks because I listened to something that Corny said, who we should talk about later. Um, cause Corny is just a fucking tool. And if anybody know who doesn't know who Corny is, it's Cornette. I don't even oh, say okay. his first name because I, some, I just don't remember it all the time. You know, he said if this was back in the day, they would have been straight up fired. They should be fired. But later in the interview, he said that they should just be fined. And I understand that. I mean, we want to have the wrestlers have this mystique that this is their character. This is their only their characters is how they are. Bam, 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 bam. But it's like, with this being the anniversary, you know, is this the anniversary of Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, 20 second. So, th- so this is the, this was the anniversary of TakeOver Brooklyn. And that match between those two women and then the ending of that match when everybody was up in arms. When Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey all broke the code and the fourth wall and KFAB. You know, and held up the four in the middle of the ring. You know, that that was, you know, people were so angry about that. It's just sometimes these walls need to be broken. So this way we know that they're still human. They're not automatons. Back in the day, it was a lot different. There wasn't social media. There wasn't, you know, ways to look up who's using Cash App or all this type of stuff. There aren't cloning devices for your cell phones, which I want to talk about later as well. So it's like there is so much different ways for people to spy and break in so it's like it's kind of hard now to you know to shut yourself off from everybody that's a part of your life because one thing they've always said is that it doesn't matter a lot of people were just family and mandy and sonia actually lived together for the longest time so it's just like well okay they still have a business outside the company the mandy's donuts so you know maybe they were there for that you know so the fact that people are getting on them a breaking character it's 2020 dude even fucking the douchebags in aew break character all the fucking time all right let's switch to that okay so over the past year there's been a lot of back and forth on social media with the upcoming of aew and then especially after aew went prime time nxt went prime time so there's been a lot of the back and forth on social media uh fans uh saying like people who watch wwe or tools and it's just been like a non-stop hassle and then of course the favorite part of the week is thursday when the damn ratings come out and they and everyone they say oh aew is the best and it's just like people like focus so much on who gets the most viewers it's like jolly enough already huh fuck the demo god dude nobody ever gave a shit about the demos until jericho leaked the ending of great american bash and everybody tuned in to watch that over jericho's match and you know what i'm gonna say this props to every wwe superstar 
that knew the the ending of the match today against Brody Lee and Cody Road, and they could have spoiled it because it was out there. But you know what? I didn't see one single spoiler, but those fuckers had to spoil that match. So yeah, no, like it, it's like I see a lot of difference. And again, this this all goes actually back to the company. This goes back to to Nick and Matt and Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy and every disgruntled person that left the WWE, you know, who feels that they have the right to fucking say and do what they want. Here's the thing. You want to be disgruntled, that's fine. You want to act like an asshole, that's fine. But to encourage it and cause drama and cause people to be trolls and cause people to dox people because of this? No, it's fucking bullshit. I mean, yes, th- there is ignorance and stupidity on the WWE side, and there's ignorance and stupidity on the AEW side. But for the love of fucking Christ, you have over a million and a half people watching we- wrestling on a Wednesday night when there's a lot more better shows out there, like Big Brother right now. Or we have the NBA. We've got NHL. I mean, I felt bad. I couldn't watch all of NXT on Wednesday because I was flipping between uh, the hockey game. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, there's so much more stuff that's that's going on at, to watch. I mean, today, I, I don't know what AEW conflicted with, if anything. I think there might have been NBA and NASCAR. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was mainly basketball, yeah. Um, no, and I know NASCAR was on because they had the in Dover this weekend. So they had Xfinity and the NASCAR race. They're doing double duty. So, so I know like, you got NASCAR, people that like to watch NASCAR. You have that. I mean, hell, there's a freaking Law & Order SVU marathon. Or Wait, no, that's tomorrow. Chicago PD marathon. <laughs> and movies. And, you know, it's actually a nice fucking weekend. And, you know, people are preparing for hurricanes. Don't get me started. Started on that, please. <laughs> um, I live in Texas. Don't get me started on that shit, please. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's just it's frustrating to know that the the people leading the charge in the toxicity, especially you know when they want to be treated differently and seen differently, are the higher ups at AEW. You have yeah. the likes of Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, you know, saying shit. You have the likes of Jericho calling himself the the demo god. You have Tony Khan saying the shit that he says. And I'll be damned if either Vince or Stephanie or Triple H or Shane or Seth Rollins or Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, if they ever said half of the shit that AEW says on Twitter, they would be roasted and made fucking pariahs. And before we get off this... I want to say this about Vince. Yes, the dude can be a dick. Yes, the dude has made some shady shit um, decisions in the past, especially when it comes to uh, superstars that had sexual allegations. But you know what? The man will do stunts just to prove that it can be done. Mm -hmm. So I saw him jump off the balcony when the one when Gronk got knocked off. He did it first. He showed Gronk how to do it. That 75-year-old man showed Gronk how to do it. Okay, Tony, your move. What wrestling moves do you know? Or is is you, is your hand too far up Cody's ass to make him a puppet? Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Alrighty, Kayla. So, what are right, so what's your whole take on the like the WWE fans and AEW fans going back and forth on Twitter? Um, well, uh they are part of the wrestling community. Um different, but um like Julie said a little bit, you do have your little ups and downs with both of them um 
what a lot of people don't understand, um, I've seen a lot of posts, they'll say this, oh, this uh, AEW just hit the NXT, broke the record, or whatever. I actually do get kind of tired of seeing NXT versus AEW. So what AEW had too many, uh, way many viewers, which is, I don't know, I mean... Not by much lately, but um, as far as that goes, um, it kind of, I guess you could say it's kind of annoying because it kind of feels like it's constant competition. And uh, so, but like I said, I still stick to my point that I think they're in cahoots somehow, but I don't know um, until proven otherwise. Um, But uh, there's different things that vice versa uh, Vince McMahon can do that obviously Tony Khan can't do whatever um a lot of people don't understand that wwe yes is scripted aew is not but either way um i won't go far into this but in a way with us being aew fans wwe fans um any other brand wrestling is basically committed into wrestling community and i just wish we'd all get along because there was one dude i blocked on twitter i don't remember his username but I blocked him on the um, EDF Wrestling Twitter because he basically was saying, oh, WWE sucks, AEW sucks, Impact sucks, uh, Ring of Honor sucks, uh, TNA sucks, but I love wrestling. And I'm like, he must okay. Just indies. He must just love the indies then. He even said the indies sucked. And I'm like, I'm like, what part of wrestling do you like here, bud? I almost wanted to say, do you like high school wrestling or, you know, <laughs> but it was just, it got to the point where he would like inbox me every day on the Twitter and just say, impact sucks. TNA sucks. And then I think the day that uh carrying cross had liked the tweet, he comments, oh, that ain't the real carrying cross. How do you know that's him? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, okay, no. So, but no, uh, yeah. So, um, part of that, you know, uh, like, Jolie definitely has her ups and downs with AEW. So, um, but then again, like, me and you, we like AEW, like WWE. You know, we might follow the other ones. Um, But part is the battle back and forth between WWE and AEW and other brands going on. Um, I just want the wrestling community to come together. Because right. I think, because I admit, wrestling, you meet some of the best people out there in the wrestling world. So um, even when I went to the AEW event that day, you know, just being able to bond with people that I've never, you know, probably never seen in my life again. Because I, you know, I didn't get their social media name or phone number. But, you know, sitting next to them, you know, be able to, you know, say, hey, I watch Cody Rhodes here and all this stuff. Um. But hopefully everybody can eventually come together. I'm not going to say go out there and record AEW every day, Jolie. Uh, but I'm just saying, it's just like part of the wrestling community. I just want everybody eventually just get along. Respect what we like to watch. You know, not bash each and every one of us on different things. Yeah, and uh, I But I do have to admit, Jericho the Demo God, I do not like that he calls himself the Demo God. But... I honestly do have to admit, um, I do love the whole heel Chris Jericho. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know. When he was in WWE, he was like a heel. It was just like, I just wanted to take that clipboard and just whack him with it. I mean, but, you know, now it's just, I kind of, it's entertaining heel. Now you just want to whack him with the champagne bottle. No, I kind of want to 
whack out Sammy Guevara and just let him go bye-bye. And the whole inner circle, too. Let's just take out Jake Hagar, too, while we're at it. Just whack him out, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but it's like, getting back to Jolie's point, is like, there's over a million and a half, million, million and a half people watching wrestling on a Wednesday. That's a good thing. And mm-hmm. so, with the competition between AEW and WWE, um, and it's like, it's the people on the AEW side, unfortunately, who keep this more of a competition because they keep bringing it up. Oh, we won this in viewers. Oh, we won this in demos and everything like that. We don't give a shit. It's like, the only thing I care about is that, like, who, I mean, if someone, I pay attention more to viewership. If, if, if NXT didn't get as much as AEW, oh, well, life goes on. Over a million and a half, over a million people are watching wrestling on a Wednesday. Let's embrace that factor. Okay, so part of the problem with the whole competition and everything is certain journalists on Twitter who who make a big deal of stuff on Thursdays and uh, bring this attention, everyone's attention, bring that to everyone, uh, everyone's attention. And the two that I'm referring to is Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. It's Brian Alvarez especially because he loves to tweet out those uh, ratings on Thursdays. And Jolie, I know. Let me get back to you. Let me get back to you on this because I know these two have been on the forefront of a lot of your rants. Oh God, please do not get me started with Meltzer. <laughs> I think he's probably one of the most biased journalists. I have ever had the being blocked by my main account that's now gone. Um, yes, getting blocked by Meltzer was actually a great day for me because I actually called him out on his bullshit and he he, he stuttered and then he just blocked me. <laughs> but like he'll he'll put out stories that, you know, might be true or might be false and then he said I said it first and blah 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 and this and this and this and it's just like what? Like, the one story that he just recently came out, all these superstar WWE superstars are asking to jump ship to AEW, all except Roman Reigns. No, Roman Reigns has not talked to anybody. And then, the next thing you know, you got Braun Strowman posting. He goes, nobody's fucking talking to them about jumping ship. Like, he posts, like something on Instagram. And it's like, these people are still friends. Randy is still a friend with the uh, like with a lot of people, Sasha and Bailey, oh yeah, con- constantly tweet to um uh, the revival. You know, I mean, hell, we even saw Matt Hardy congratulating Jeff, which was a shocker to me because you know. So again, this this kind of goes back to somebody's theory about AEW and WWE actually working together and just laughing their asses off at all of us. <laughs> um, but no, it's just an Alvarez. He constantly stirs the pot by posting the ratings or and then especially if like Raw or SmackDown have a bad night, like he constantly bashes them. But one, we're in, right now we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. So things are gonna be a little bit different. And I think honestly, I feel that Monday night raw, when it comes up with the Thunderdome, that's gonna be a lot more better because I love that concept. I mean, okay, yes, there was I think one person that fell asleep. Somebody put a teddy bear on the computer, but you know what? They might've had to go to the bathroom. Why leave an empty room? You know, there's a teddy bear here. Just stare at it. I think somebody was holding a lizard or a dog, like, you know? So it's like, I, I honestly felt like the Thunderdome last night was actually really cool. And I love the fact that we have pyro again, kind of makes it feel normal yeah. and all of that. But it's so, it's just like, you know, when I actually saw the ratings for Thunderdome for SmackDown, it was over 2 million. Which was, I think, the first time since the premiere, or one of the first times. Yeah. 
So it's just like, it's nice to know. And there was actually playoff hockey last night. Again, I was going back and forth between the two because I wanted to watch the Flyers. But, you know, I was like, okay. And then the ending was fucking phenomenal of last night's uh, SmackDown. (laughs) And so they they constantly like to stir the pot, like to to be negative. And then they constantly be negative. And I just read something that, you know, AJ Styles says that the Attitude Era couldn't come back because people are too sensitive. And I actually, I have to agree with him on that. Right. Because, you know, if we did bring the Attitude Era back, you're going to have people that don't want to hear puppies or, or any of that. <laughs> like, you know, no, no more TNA, no more any of that stuff. And TNA is tits and ass, people. I'm not actually making fun of Impact. Well, no, that's what, that's what Trish... Um, Test and Albert were called when they were uh, uh, stable. When oh, she was okay. there, okay, okay. when she was their uh, manager, they were called TNA. Test oh, and okay. Albert, but tits and ass because of because of uh, Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know we we wouldn't be able to do half of the shit that we did in the uh, Attitude Era. That now I mean like they tried with the the funny skits with the revival and the Usos, and well you know the revival just didn't want to be treated that way. And okay, I get it. You don't want to be a joke, but you know what? Sometimes being a joke makes you look a little bit better towards the fans, and like the fans will feel sympathy, and you'll get more fans, and maybe you'll get more TV time. I mean, hell, look at the women. The women know how to fucking do it. I'm sorry. I mean, right now, what's the number one story I think that's on everybody's mind is this. When is Sasha and Bailey going to break up? Yeah. I mean, the story is something that we can do. I mean, I think it's one of the best things that WWE has right now is some of their storytelling. Mm -hmm. But going back to the Attitude Era, there's no way in hell. Like, seriously, there's no chance in hell to quote Vince McMahon's theme song. I mean, I think the closest we get is with the new Underground. And even Alvarez, you know, that's, that's so stupid. No, it's not. Like, I mean, I got to see Dolph Ziggler actually fight Eric and beat him. Like, I, that would never happen in the ring. I think, like, you know, the way that they're doing the Underground is is a getting eyes on new people. I mean, hell, we got to see the faux hostmen. For faux horsewomen, you know. <laughs> come in and i thought that was interesting you yeah, know I'm actually, seen them forever. I, well jessamine was hurt i know so that. and you know with everything that goes on with, with uh with roddy and marina so you know she had to play that storyline out with the whole stalking of dream and now dexter loomis and mm-hmm. that fun stuff so but yeah no i i just i just feel that guys like Meltzer and guys like alvarez and guys like Cornette make it and even guys like Satin. Ryan Satin is a shit stirrer too. And that goes back to WrestleMania 35 with the reports of Sasha and Bailey kicking and screaming after they lost their title when they had multiple people, including the new tag team champions, the Iconics, saying, no, that never happened. Mm-hmm. But, but like, you know, and then you see them watching their two best friends wrestle people out there that are just bullshitters and just do it just to piss people off. I mean, two of the best writers I think that I've actually come to enjoy reading their scoops is Gary Cassidy and Tom Cullihue. Those are two of the better people out there to follow and listen to and read their stories because they're usually up on their shit. And Mm -hmm. even, um, what Sean Ross Sapp, 
Yeah, yeah. He's uh, at he's, Fightful. He's he's good too. Like those are three of the better ones. But I pick Gary and Tom over everybody else when it comes to scoops because they've actually honestly been right on the money about most of the time. I mean, Fightful's okay, but I mean they get some of their shit from Meltzer. Meltzer gets from that, so it's like it kind of blurs. But I think what some of these journalists are doing, especially with these dirt sheets and putting out false narratives is that they're shit stirring and it's not healthy for the community. And then you've got people like um, JD from NY who I think was calling himself. Yeah. Well, he is an idiot. And then there's another guy (laughs) called DJ storms and he, they, they just add so much toxicity and so much disgusting behavior. I mean, there was somebody called Slice Wrestling, and then there's a parody to that called Sliced. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I love Sliced because he would just rip on whoever the hell Slice was. And Slice, I think, did finally disappeared. But like, it's just, it's just the dirt sheet. That's fine. There's a plenty of fan fiction out there for you fuckers to write. <laughs> but, but I like good reporting and. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of the constant shit stirring, especially from Alvarez and Meltzer and even uh, Cornette, because right. even on, on his podcast, he does shit too. All right. I gotta, I'm going to ask you about DJ Storms in a minute. And before I get to you, Kayla, to get your side on this and everything. Yeah. About what you're saying about the good reporters, it's like Sean, Ron Sapp is good. Gary Cassidy is good. I'm a fan of Tom Kalu as well. For some reason, he blocked me on Twitter. I don't know specifically why. So if this message ever does get back to him, my, my handle's at Texas Sports Queen. I don't know what I did to piss you off. I apologize. Then hopefully you give me a chance and unblock me so I can actually read your stuff again because I am a fan. So, Kayla, so your take on Meltzer, Alvarez, and all that? I honestly ignore their asses half the time. <laughs> I do. Uh <laughs> Especially when I get excited and see something on, you know, going through Twitter and it's like, oh, and you start reading. It's like, oh, he posted it or, oh, okay, whatever. No, for real. I honestly kind of ignore their asses half the time. (laughs) Um, But I do find out, you know, a lot of stuff they do say is interesting. But like I said, like Julie said, they are nothing but shit stores, uh, shit stirs. and yes, for the funny faces, you said Iconics. You know how I feel about the Iconics. Um, but no, as far as Metzer and them, like I said, um, they kind of just need to, like, kindly mind their own business in a way. Um, so, but other than that, I really don't have much to say because, like I said, I pretty much ignore them. Um, <laughs> lately, I think I blocked... I don't think I've blocked Meltzer yet, but um, I want to say I think Ryan Satin got blocked, but I'm not quite sure if I blocked any of the other ones. So, but because it's like, in a way, it's kind of like, I don't know. Well, let me jump back to the little K, uh, Kfab a little bit. How Kfab, how they said that um, they people would say, I think if not mistaken, I think was it Meltzer or Sat- one of them got angry because the whole the whole Nia Jackson Alexa Bliss storyline Nia Jackson Alexa was hanging out but they were supposed to be feuding and eventually Nia Jackson is like hello it's called storyline and we work 
for the WWE, you know. So it's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like they get underneath their skin and or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. So if they can, so who knows? By end of this year, Meltzer might be blocked. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And- and talk about credible journalism. Anytime I see anything from ringside news, I ignore it. Yeah, lately I have to. So, um, probably to be honest with you, as far as when it comes to other wrestling news that I probably even consider thinking and looking over, um, dang, uh, probably Sportskedia. But then again, Sportskedia here lately has been screwing up a lot. Like, whoever their editors are kind of suck. So, um, but no, um, but yeah, Ringside News is definitely in no no. Um and apparently Belly Up Sports is too now. No wrestling department. <laughs> yeah, they just uh we all <laughs> left and so they uh pretty much uh shut down the whole thing. So Oh man. I wonder what would happen if I decided to go back. Nah. <laughs> nah. But no, I find it interesting Why? because no, 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 no. I find it interesting is because you know how he, they would like, oh, you don't work for us no more. So let's just throw former writers. But did you not notice? I've, I went on there the other day on the website. Your name is still on, on your articles. Mine's still on there. I want to say Jolie's is still on there in KC. Because like a lot of them, everybody that was, used to write wrestling, normally they'll put by former writers, but all our names are still by it. So, technically, if we wanted to still log into WordPress, I guarantee we can. So, <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, it's Very weird. But anyway. No, but um, I know that uh, as far as, like, with credible sites and everything like that, um, I do have to say a site that I still respect and everything, uh, Wrestling News World, I did make the decision recently to leave it for more personal reasons um, to help out my friend. and But I do want to give those guys a ton of props. They do run a hell of a show over there. Steven and Tom, uh, they definitely kick a lot of ass, and they do, and I do find them, like, extremely credible. And another side that I do want to show some love, um, Body Slam Net, um, guy I used to work with at Wrestling News World, Christy, he's over there, so shout out to him. And so, even though I'm transitioning, I'm transitioning more to help out with EDF now and everything like that. I still pay attention to those sites, and I still have a lot of love for those guys. Okay, so with the whole ratings thing and everything, um, with the whole competition-wise, it does seem it, it always seems like AEW wants to stir the pot more and on their shows, and they kind of transition it more to Twitter. Like with Chris Jericho and the whole demigod and everything, and then Taz calling WWE sloppy shop, and then you have the wrestlers over there taking stuff to social media towards WWE. Like these day, recently the Young Bucks started going back and forth with Randy Orton, and he finally responded. And then, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Finn he cut a little bit of a thing saying that he doesn't care if you're like 18, 70, anybody tunes in to watch him. So Kayla, let me go. So Kayla, let me go to you with this. So what do you think of the whole like back and forth on Twitter or social media between like the AEW and the WWE stars? Um, I don't know, honestly, 
Um, because I think lately the only one I've really actually seen that goes back and forth. Um, as far as the whole role model goes, I think Britt Baker is the only one I've seen lately that uh, I've seen going back and forth. Um, I don't know. Is it like maybe doing a little competition? You know, saying who's better and who's not better? I mean, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I guess, but I will have to admit, I think um, Matt Cardona lately has basically opened up a lot more. Like, I saw something that I think he was talking about how Kurt Hawkins or Brian Myers. Is that his? Yeah, yeah Brian Myers. Um about his action figures and it kind of way he said you grow up dude or something like that so i was like but yet you have the podcast about wrestling figures so um i don't know i guess as far as the aew versus wwe going back and forth i guess in a way it's kind of like hey i used to work there you're gonna be over here next i don't know but uh <laughs> i mean it's I really don't honestly notice. I guess they're kind of just trying to brag. I think it's like a lot of bragging, maybe like, mm-hmm. oh, um, Vince McMahon just told you to do this and do that. Well, we're over here doing what we want to do. Well, I don't know. But yeah, um, I find it as kind of like competition or something, you know, just trying to, I guess, in battle of the band, not battle of the band, battle of the brands. Yeah. You know, a little, you know, I guess, like, I guess you can say maybe try to do, the whole ratings thing, but either way, I can't really say anything bad about either WWE or AEW because I like both of them. I got favorites <laughs> in both, so. But I still think, honestly, if anybody's listening, we do need to have an AEW versus WWE war. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, it's like I, it's like that's definitely something. Like I think we talked about like a little bit, uh, in a, uh, a little bit back and forth and everything like that, but. But I will go ahead and put this out there. If you are interested in having an AEW and WWE debate on the podcast, DM us at QT Bow Down and and we'll go from there. So, Joey, your thoughts? The constant sniping, honestly, it rubs me the wrong way. I mean, yeah, they did it back in the day, but like now with social media, it just gets to more people and it just causes more hatred and distrust to the actual product i mean a lot of people say well like, i've been reading like, the, the old man's got to go they got to get rid of the old man got rid of get rid of the old man and i'm thinking well if it wasn't for that old man another gentleman's old man wouldn't have had a job the wwe didn't have to rehire dusty didn't have to hire cody didn't have to hire any of them but without the wwe there would be no all elite wrestling so Without the WWE, there would be no Zack Ryder because nobody would put up with that bullshit. There would be no... I mean, Kenny Omega would have been fine in New Japan, but the Young Bucks? Nobody would have picked up Matt and Jeff Hardy. So it's like, you know, without what WWE did, I mean, yeah, we still would have had uh, NWA, ECW, maybe WCW, but Ted was really looking to get that out. He wanted to get rid of it. You know, I I honestly feel like I get it. You know, it's it's fun to snipe at your boss, but if any of us did that and we bitched about our old company, we could actually get in trouble with our new company and get in trouble by our old company, you know, get people sued. So it's just, how about this, Cody, Brandy? Let us enjoy wrestling. If I want to tune in and watch 
women's wrestling, I'll tune into NXT and WWE because you have no fucking clue what you're doing over there. If I want to watch Super Kicks, I'll turn into, you know, AEW, you know, because all well, my boy Usus are, they're not wrestling right now, so, and they're better at the Super Kicks than the Young Bucks. Hate to say it. Uh, I mean, if I wanted to watch John Moxley, I'll just turn on CZW or uh, Old Dean Ambrose because I prefer him over Moxley right now because apparently when he was Dean Ambrose, he wasn't that much of a dick to the fans. And if I wanted to watch a rape or want to be rapist, I just put on an ID show, you know, watch a crime documentary, not watch Sammy Guevara act like a fucking fool. It's amazing that these people feel that they can get away with sniping and harping and not feel any consequences. And I honestly feel that, you know, if I was Tony Khan or the person giving Tony Khan money or, you know, even the new head at TNT, not the guy that brought in AEW, says, you know, you guys need to cut out, cut it out with your, your be the elite skits and the sniping on Twitter because it's not healthy and it's actually making it negative for TNT. I think that's the one thing they don't realize is that, you know, their sniping leads to a lot of negativity. And I mean, we, I get on here and I bitch about AEW all the time, but a lot of it has to do with the women's wrestling. And I really don't care about the male wrestlers over there. I mean, Sunny Kiss is good. Jungle Boy is Okay. I only, you know, I have, I have respect and love for him because of his father. I don't care about Jake the Snake and Lance Archer. I don't care about any of that. You know, there, there's nothing that draws me in to AEW. I want a storyline. I want something I can sink my teeth into. And while, yes, the WWE hasn't done that in a long time, they're starting to. The storylines are picking up. The Braun Fiend has been some of the best work that Braun Strowman has done in months. The Randy Orton storyline with what he's been doing, like, you know, that's some of his best work. The Bailey Sasha Asuka trilogy. That's some of their best work. So I just I just feel that the negativity and the 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 the, the pot shots and the making characters like CEOs it just it just needs to to stop and it's not and it's definitely not stopping the toxic levels i mean you're right about that but i will have to say the best the cutest cross with wwe and aew is how much big swole wants cedric to turn heel it's like every right. time she watches monday Every time she watches Monday Night Raw, she sees Cedric on there. She's like, going, I want to see Cedric heel. Turn Cedric heel. And like, going, even tweeted out to her. I was like, going, what the bad? <laughs> but um, it's like, it was like, it's like so funny as hell with her and everything. So I think the three of us can pretty much say that help with like the toxicity and everything in the IWC. It's like basically for every wrestling fan. Uh, um, no matter what they watch and everything like that, just kind of respect. If you're a fan of another promotion, accept it. Like, not bash anybody for, like, what they watch. Would that be fair to say, Kayla? Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, you can't really choose what you like or whatever. Um, 
Because like I said, like, I think a lot of people say that uh, AEW would back up as far as the hardcore a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, I saw something that said someone that says that AEW is actually your um, attitude era. I don't know. That's how I read something. That someone says they they feel like it's attitude era because they're not afraid to, I don't know, someone bleeds or something. So I wouldn't go that far. Well, it's fans, but they say <laughs> I don't know. It was just an article I'd read saying something about I think the best thing about AEW is other than being unscripted, um, they bleed a lot. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. is that is that why you're there? I mean, okay. Take a steel chair to Randy Orton and just, I'm sure he'll eventually bleed. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Jolie, it's like, if you, can, if you can have one thing to say to IWC out there, out there about, like, with, help with the toxicity levels, what would you say? Just fucking chill. Why can't we just be wrestling fans? Why do we have to take it to the extremes? And I know you were going to ask me about DJ Storms. Well, DJ Storms is probably somebody that's very toxic out there who constantly bashes WWE, who was actually attacking people that are actually pretty cool people on online and, you know, pushing them to getting angry. And it's like, you know, I see I see so many trolling tweets or people being serious, like, you know, you like WWE, what the fuck is wrong? You're like... It doesn't matter what I like. You don't know the reason why I like what I like. You don't know the fact that the WWE literally saved my life. You you don't know that people like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage, Ricky the Steamboat Dragon, Ric Flair, let me have a relationship with a woman that really didn't like second-born children, didn't like the the, the second kids. But WWE let me have a relationship with her up until she passed away. I literally, the night that she passed away, I had gone home to record WrestleMania to bring to her house that Monday to to lay in bed with her and watch because she was just basically a vegetable. So wrestling, WWE brought me and my grandmother, my mom together. And like the fact that you bash people for it and you call us boomers or millennials and or whatever the hell you want to call us i like what i like if i want to turn on tna see what eric young is doing i might turn it on who knows if i want to watch matt hardy i'll turn on youtube's aew because i'm not going to give them the ratings i'm sorry fuck you um if i want to watch roh and seeing what's going on with there i'll do that. I really don't know who the hell's in ROH right now. I mean, I would say Evolve, but a uh, Evolve is now part of WWE, and you can actually go back and watch some. A lot of the their old matches are now on the network, which I'm gonna have to get around to checking out. But it's just like just be nice because right now a lot of people's mental health is not good and it it sucks because you you guys troll and you pick and you pick and you pick at people for liking what they like and you just gotta you know just realize that hey at the end of the day just because you like aew better than wwe it's okay just because i like wwe better than aew 
that's okay. We're still fans of wrestling. I mean, I'm not a New Japan fan, but that's because I don't feel like staying up till Bumblefuck o'clock to watch it. But I mean, I've seen some of their matches. It's just not my style. But I, res- I respect anybody that watches New Japan. I respect the the people, the journalists that stay up that late to actually watch the matches and critique them. You know, um, it just we just need to be better as fans because it's not right. The stalking, it's not right. The harassment. I mean, the only thing that like I wish they would do, especially for people who want to send fan mail. Like they would let us know, hey, this is where you can send fan mail. Please don't send it to our addresses. Here you go, because people will find their addresses. I mean, the, one of the things where like, I think Shotzi said, you know, send me Starbucks cards. Okay, where? Mm-hmm. I think the one person that actually said to where they can mail is at the PC. Well, all right, well, what if I want to send fan mail to like Charlotte or Becky or any of them? Like, you know, well, Becky, it's not. But, you know, just, just send them things that you, that we're thinking of them. Or, like, you know, if, like, a group of Becky fans or Becky stans want to get together and make something for her and Se- uh, Colby for the baby. You know, I know a lot of people want to do that. And we get it. We don't know what the baby is, even though the dumbass might have leaked it. Um, right. I, I would I really want to I really would love to be been a fly on the wall when she heard that interview and she saw him the next day be like what the fuck <laughs> but but like we have to be more respectful to each other yes it's okay to shit talk but when you take the shit talking to like a certain level and you'll know what that level is I mean, I get that level with a lot of people because of I've had to fight my entire life. Being gay is one of is, is extremely hard. It's not as hard as being black or Hispanic, but it's it's the third hardest, I think. You know, we we have our own hatred out there, and you know, it's it's hard when you have straight men telling you shit to you, like you know, cussing you out, and it it just sucks that you know that that the same anger that I saw in the people from the West Baptist churches. Or this is the same anger that I see in some of these internet trolls. It's like, why are you so sad, lonely, and pathetic? Well, what? I, it's like the one time somebody like was bitching about Vince, and I said, "Okay, now show me on the Vince doll where he touched you. Like, you know, where where did Vince hurt you? Can you show me where? Oh, your wallet? No, that was a choice, sweetie. Um, but it's just the fact that we have to actually have this conversation, right? Is is sad, and especially after the events of this week, of what what happened with Sonia. There's another person that um, I think who brought it to my attention. Well, it didn't bring like I saw it on their page. It was either Dana Lynn or uh, Steffi Hypes. Now, if you ever wanted to follow a great Becky fan, Steffi Hypes is definitely one of them. If you want to, if you want to follow a good all around fan, it's Bubba. It's a, she's a chick. She changes her name all the time, but she's actually a pretty cool, well-rounded fan. And I have respect for her. Like, she's not toxic at all. But, like, you know, somebody, like, with the name of Kevin, with a lot of numbers and letters at the end of it, was saying that he was going to, he knows where Seth and, and Becky live. He's going to kidnap Becky and the baby. Like, that shit got reported right away. And then this shit with Sonya happens, and then I see something about somebody 
going after Nia Jax. And it's just like, well, number one, good luck with that one. Because mm-hmm. she will fucking kill you. Um, and then her cousin's going to kill you. Oh, yeah. She's got the whole bl- bloodline lined up. She can, she can then then she's going to have her other cousins and her other cousin and her cousin-in-law. <laughs> and let's not forget about Natty and her 10,000 cats. You know. <laughs> But, you know, I, I did find it very beautiful that everybody literally broke care Sonia. Uh, when she posts on Instagram, like, you had Bailey saying, I love you. Dana Brooke saying, I'm here for you. Like, you had everybody breaking, like, you know, this is, the support that they actually have for each other is actually quite amazing. And, you know, it just, that's that's something I think we as human beings need to strive for. I mean... Just look at the three of us. We're in three different states, three different three different personalities. I'm the talker. Kayla hates the iconics and wants Mojo merch, and you're the Texas sports queen. Oh, speaking of Mojo, did you watch Untold yet? The uh, new one that just came out about Brooklyn. I just saw it. Yeah, but oh, the did Kayla. you did did you see a young Mojo being part of the Sasha crew? He had hair and a goatee. It was hilarious. Yeah, Kayla, first chance you get, you have to see that because it's like they were talking about one of the things they were talking about is like how uh, Bailey and Sasha were developing their characters and everything. And when uh, Kayla, was, uh, when uh, Sasha was like getting the boss character and everything, she had her Sasha crew. And I recognized three of the guys one, Jason Jordan, Baron Corbin, and of course, Mojo, and they all had hair. Yeah, they all had. They all had a lot. Jason Jordan had a lot of hair. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I'm so glad that came that came on and everything. I, I was I was happy to catch that. That was actually a hell of an episode. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely, because it gives you a good idea as to what type of epic breakup and war we're gonna have. Between the two women. Because I can only imagine what those two will do together against each other in the ring. And all I have to do to realize that is go look at the Sasha-Becky match from Hell in the Cell 2019. And just go look at any of their previous matches together. And how much they have elevated uh, every time they're in the ring, and it's going to be the same thing for Sasha and Bailey. And it's just, it's going to be a beautiful breakup, and that's going to fucking blow up the internet. Um, but no, <laughs> the whole thing is, and we just have to be a lot better to one another. And I think a lot of this toxicity, honestly, yes, it comes from every fan base, it comes from the superstars themselves whether they're trolling or not. I feel that if it wasn't for COVID, things wouldn't be as heightened. But now since a lot of us are stuck at home and we can't go out, be a part of the crowd and be a part of the community like we want to, we just let everything bleed through social media and it kind of sucks. So again, my advice is just, there's another human being on the other side of the screen. Yeah, you can shit talk. You can, you know, be a, dick to a certain degree but you know at the end of the day just realize that they're still a human being like i mean i have my one friend she's canadian and i was shit talking to her about the flyers even like i was shit talking all uh, montreal canadian fans like you know cussing them out 
Uh, but then I'm like, you know, when they had the video of the team shaking hands, like, you know, at the end of the day, I was shit talking a lot, but, you know, I've mad respect for that team. They shouldn't have been in the playoffs, but they earned their way in and they gave us one hell of a fight. Yeah, apparently uh, Sammy Zayn was pretty pissed at them too. Yeah, he was mad at Gritty, but I think that's because Gritty was making fun of their, um, if I saw the video correctly, Gritty was making fun of their mascot. But no offense, I will say this about mascots. When it comes to mascots, Philly fucking rocks it. I mean, we got the Fanatic, we got Gritty, and we got Swoop. Ain't nobody fucking with those three. I mean, seriously, like, mainly uh, Gritty and the Fanatic, because you don't know what the fuck those two are going to do. <laughs> Swoop's just, just going to come in and fucking punt your head off, but, you know. But, yeah. Who's, who's, uh, who swoops? The Eagles? Eagles. Yeah. I, I have no idea what the hell the Sixers is, and I don't know. Well, they're not really in the city, but we there's a mascot for them. But, like, you know, we do, like, we're actually pretty big on doing mask stuff. Like, they'll bring in all the mascots from the schools and shit for, like, you know, when the kids are there doing peewee football and stuff like that. So, like, I just love when we do the, the mascots. But, no, it's just. Sammy Zane, if you're listening, y'all played hard. Y'all played tough. Don't ever pat our goalie on the head. Again. Oh, man. Kayla, are you a hockey fan? I mean, I'm not a big, big hockey fan, but I do like the sport of hockey. Okay. Because I was about to say, sorry, because Boston ended up being Hurricanes. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I like the Hurricanes, but it ain't. I mean, I want. Ah, they lost. So, I mean, it's. I don't know. I kind of liked, um, I guess because I like Renee Young a little. I like Renee, and I know how she is a big uh, Golden, what is it, Golden State? Golden Warriors. Knights. Golden Knights Golden fans. Knights. So I kind of always kind of rooted for them for her because I know, especially some of her social media stuff out there when they lose. she. I mean, if you ever, during a match, if she's watching a hockey game, just some of her tweets sometimes is hilarious. Right. Like she gets all up into it. <laughs> And and I, I want to say this, if the rumors are true, because she actually hasn't confirmed or denied it. Oh, yeah. If if Renee is leaving, um, I'm actually glad to have had the honor and the privilege to have met her and got her to autograph her own action figure, which was by sheer dumb luck I was able to find at a Comic-Con that when I was going to go see her that day. So um, we here wish her the best of luck. And uh, I hope you go to like ESPN or NHL network or some other sports network. And, you know, I love you in wrestling, but I think you should branch out or even start your own cooking show. I would love to see you go head to head with Gordon Ramsay. I'll be, I'll I'll be there for that. (laughs) Right. Oh my, oh my God. Could you just imagine Moxley staring down Gordon as he makes, he cusses out Renee. (laughs) And then then all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden you see Gordon Ramsay getting fucking dirty deeds done to him <laughs> in the middle of like the kitchen, and everybody's just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Right? Oh my god! Oh, and it's like you, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie Caruso ends up on ESPN and everything because sometimes she fills in on first take, and actually both of her worlds just collided on Friday because they had a uh, Triple H and uh, Drew McIntyre on first take, so. It's like she had the best of both worlds right there with her. <laughs> I, I think, well, it's easy for her to do that because um, where they're at in Orlando, the uh, ESPN World Center is right there. So she she can do both, no problem, if she's not traveling right now. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I did like them trying to pull Stephen A. Smith to be somebody's manager. He would actually be amazing. He would definitely be amazing as a manager. But I'm trying to think, who could he be a manager of? <sighs> That's a good... I, I gotta put that as a poll question or something, or like a good question. <laughs> because that is... I, I can't... It's like, I can't think... I can't think of any... I, I can't think of like one person off the top of my head, but it's just like... Oh, yeah, but he definitely would be a good manager. Actually, you know what? I know who he'd be a good manager for. Who? Cedric. Makes sense. That definitely would. That would definitely make a lot of sense, especially if so. If especially if uh, Mrs. Alexander gets her wish and her husband turns heel. <laughs> All right. So just a couple of quick things. Um, tonight on AEW, they did air the finals of the women's. Tag Team Cup Tournament, and congratulations to Diamante and Eva Lee for pulling that out. And then I'm not gonna. We're gonna talk about like, uh, we're gonna talk about like Takeover and SummerSlam results next week. But I will say two things that we found that I found out on Takeover. Number one, NXT UK coming back next month. They did confirm that, and, and also on Wednesday. Tommaso Ciampa is returning. Excellent. Yeah, and so if certain events, if something does happen, he may have a certain interest in it and everything, but y'all find out soon enough. All right. Unfortunately, so- I saw that. I saw it. Twitter decided to alert me, and I saw the spoiler, which I hate Twitter right now. No! I hate you Twitter. Out. You found out? Mm-hmm. Shit. All right, well, we'll we'll get into it next week then. <laughs> Damn you, Twitter! Why? All right. Wait, you found out that Mojo is now the new twenty four seven, nineteen twenty eight, Universal Joel, champion. Does, uh, no, I'm talking about Mojo Riley. I did that the other day when they were talking <laughs> about who do you think is going to win the uh, the TNT title. Yeah, you guys didn't know it's Matt Cordona. He has a Money in the Bank AEW uh, contract where he cashes in on Cody. <laughs> and people are like, are you serious? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. I, I have like there are certain you can troll, but troll with a joke. Like of course. you know, don't be a dick. All right, well, y'all tune in next week because we'll have all the takeover reactions and news from there, and then we'll have everything from SummerSlam. It'll be a whole whole lot of recaps next week. All right, so that's all we have for this uh, week's episode of The Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and definitely tune in next time as The Takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.